to the first of 2018's Monster Mania Radio. We are back. I'm Rob Dimension. The champ is here! The champ is here! The champ is here! I'm Dave Hagen. Oh man, I don't even want to record anymore. Uh, I'm Doug Hagen. And I'm David Hagen. So to explain, the champ is here. Uh, Big Dave beat me in the Monster Mania League Fantasy Football Finals um, pretty handedly, you know, thanks to Todd Gurley. So congratulations to Big Dave. There you go. You know, you know, Rob, it seems to me, last podcast, one of us was really bragging on themselves. And I said, well, we'll meet again probably. Let's see how that turns out. I- I'm just waiting for the Monster Mania belt. You know what I mean? Like the championship belt. You might get that before you get paid. Yeah, well, I know that. Because you know Dave's not paying. I know that. Well, well hey, I'll put in my share. Oh, I already said I put my share in. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, uh, what's what's great is the fact that, that your dad had that set up the whole time and didn't tell anybody about it. So there was like this odd pause and then it started to play. It was pretty funny. I'll give him credit for that. Dude, I've, I've been waiting on that for two weeks. <laughs> I had it planned even before I won. <laughs> All right, so how was everyone's Christmases since this is since we are back and Christmas is over and the last time we recorded was before Christmas. So how was everyone's Christmases? Ours was a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, unfortunately, for uh, a reason in my job, uh, I had to wind up working. Uh, Christmas Eve, which really threw a monkey wrench into everything. Um, normally, we we go to Doug's house because Doug's is like uh, in the middle of where I live and where Dave lives. Um, but because I had a, I mean, I literally found out at like eleven o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve that I had to go into work. Um, so because of that, uh, everybody came here, uh, but everything went pretty smooth. Um, Santa Claus visited, and I don't think anybody caught on um what do you guys think yeah it was just a busy christmas i mean it's uh yeah the way things are i mean between you know family and friends and everything else just uh non-stop no i think your house went well i mean you have plenty of arcade games and things to keep young and old entertained uh, i think i beat dad in his little shuffleboard bowling that he was bragging about oh yeah he was telling me all about that rob i never played before Spanked that ass. I, 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 I think you remember incorrectly. You might have won. You might have won one game, but I, I know. For, I know for off, sure. I, I won a game. No, we only played yeah. one complete game because you bought some secondhand game that kept shorting out in the middle of it. No, it's uh, the guys. The guys coming out to uh, adjust it. Okay, well, um, he didn't need to adjust. Score? Yeah, for Big Dave, <laughs> he didn't need to adjust it. I, uh, I whooped him. Pretty bad. I whooped uh, my son. I, I, I don't really remember it that way. Dude, you didn't even break 100. I was at like 170. No, is no, like, no, is this like, no. Is this like no. alternate facts? No. no. Real news. <laughs> Not fake uh, news? <laughs> no. No BS. Straight, like, Big Dave won the uh, fantasy football. I won shuffleboard. And then I beat my nephew in bubble hockey. I was just on a mad tear. You couldn't stop it t- that day. Ever. We, we're going to have to revisit that. A no lot of problem. lot of talking happening here. It's crazy. <laughs> That's what we do. I and know. no winner no winter classic. That was the worst part of it all. Yeah, so well, what happened? Uh it's like uh four degrees outside. And uh Big Dave's old and brittle. So, you know. <laughs> That's, not, that, that's <laughs> not why we canceled. <laughs> your 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 son had a slight uh ailment that I think that we that he come play, right? Yeah, my the guy who plays goalie, my youngest, he's uh, he's banged up a little bit right now. So it was in our best interest to kind of backdoor it for this, you know, New Year's Day, and we'll reschedule for maybe two or three weeks down the line if we can. Yeah, let's try to reschedule when it's at least ten degrees out. Yeah, yes. I got to be honest. I'm glad we didn't play today. Yeah, me too. Uh, in all honesty, uh, you know, it was it was freezing cold, man. Like, I, it, it wouldn't have even been. Uh, you know, a good outing to do that. It, it's just too cold. Big Dave would have got negative goals. 
Well, I probably. mean, you know, we have we have listeners probably all over the United States, I would assume. Um, what just so that maybe they get a grasp, I'm familiar with how well winters are in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Maybe you can you you know shed some light as to what what type of temperatures you guys are dealing with up there right now. We we had a high today, I believe, of 21 degrees and a low of seven, uh, and the high was reached at about 11 o'clock in the morning, and I think it started going down actually after that. So um, I don't know what the wind was like, but you know, I mean, if you're going to be out there running around in you know 20 degree weather, 19 degree weather, it's not too good. Oh, and you, I would, sh- I'm sure you would end up sick. Yeah. Down here, they're actually calling for snow. I live, you know, down in the North Carolina area, and I was just explaining before we started that they don't have plows here. So when it snows or anything, they close everything. So uh, people are already, from what I understand, hitting the grocery store. So I have to go tomorrow and pick up some stuff. But they're saying, like, you know, we're supposed to get three to four inches, and, you know, they're going to close everything for like a day or two. So it's it's quite a difference considering that, you know, the Philadelphia area, we would get six inches of snow or seven inches of snow and the kids would still have school. You know, here they're talking about three or four inches and they're going to close for two days. So it's a little odd to me. So, I mean, do they salt the roads at all like afterwards? I mean, what do they do? No, there's no salt trucks. They don't have any of that stuff down here. I can't imagine what what driving is going to be like. Now, it It's bad enough when it's snowing, but you know, afterwards when it ices over, right. like that, that's going to be really dangerous. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm curious to see myself. I know that I looked ahead in the weather and next, not this coming Wednesday, but the following Wednesday, it's supposed to be in the mid to high fifties. So, you know, I mean, if I, I was looking at like, geez, what, cause it's cold here too. I mean, today, I think our low was 20 something today, but on Saturday, when I talked to you, Dave, you had said it was like nine degrees, but yet it was 55 here. So it was just crazy how, how much of a difference that there really is. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see what, what it's going to bring. You have to let us know. Yeah, I'm kind of you, I'm, like, I'm, you're gonna, I'm curious. You're gonna send you're gonna send Kim out there shoveling the neighbor's uh, sidewalk for <laughs> more bet, money or what? You bet your ass I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I already got her snow boots ready. <laughs> That's right. I told her I said I said, Do you know where the, the shovels are in the garage? It's like if not, I'll prop them up for you a little bit so you can find them easier in the morning. Oh, man. You got to play up one of them old wrestling injuries. That's right. Oh, yeah. My back is bad. And no, she knows now that, you know, because I'm dropping weight and, and eating healthy and I'm actually working out every day, she knows that my I don't have any ailments. So, yeah, that, the jig is up on that. I don't have much of a chance on that. But See, I told you eating healthy is no good for you. It really isn't. But, but luckily, I have a son who's 17 who can easily go out and shovel. <laughs> so I, I think I'm all right. Uh, Christmas for us was, you know, was great. We had family we hadn't seen in, you know, been with in 20 years. It was really good. Um, you know, I meant to ask you guys, did you guys get anything that was special or that really made your Christmas go over well, like any kind of gifts or anything? Or was there anything, you know, besides, I'm sure spending time with your family is always great, especially, you know, when you're getting beat up on shuffleboard. But, you know, was there anything else that kind of happened during Christmas? Doug's mom got me a pillow that says, does this pillow smell like chloroform to you? <laughs> Is that what the gift was? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, actually a pretty good gift. Uh, no, no I, I actually enjoy it. Like, it's, it's a weird random gift. but uh, So wait. It was pretty funny. Your mom got you a keeper? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, good job. I mean, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. and like I don't think I can like have it around the house. but uh, <laughs> Why can't you have it around the house? I, it's... It, because he's afraid it'll give Sarah some ideas. That'd just be weird. <laughs> um, anything? Any other good gifts? I got a Star Wars dartboard. Did you? Yes. A Star Wars dartboard. What Star Wars is it based on? Is it based on the original trilogy or the new stuff? Um, that's a good question. I I have to double check. I haven't really opened it and put it up yet. I it's, it's been so cold. I haven't gone down to the basement, but. Uh, like I'm setting, I'm setting the basement up like it's kind of a game room, so it'll go down there. Um, I believe it's the it's the first three uh, episodes, one, two, and three, but I could be wrong. I mean, no, I'm sorry. You know what? It's the Force Awakens. 
That's cool. Oh, okay. Oh, so that'd, that'd be great. So I can throw darts at all of them. So, so speaking of Star Wars, now I haven't seen it, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the Last Jedi. Now, there's been a lot of discussions online about how a lot of people that are Star Wars fanatics are a little perturbed at this movie. So maybe we can provide some of your well-versed knowledge and discuss uh, the Last Jedi spoiler-free, of course. To the masses, do you guys have any kind of reviews or anything, or did it did it satisfy your Star Wars need or not? For me, I, I've always going to see it. Like I said in the last podcast, I've always going to see them opening day since Empire. Uh, this one was the one that I wasn't going to do that. I guess it opened on Thursday night. Just going through Twitter, not looking for any Star Wars information. Just going through Twitter, I was seeing people uh, saying how they loved it and other people saying how they absolutely hated it. And then USA Today was tweeting some stuff that I kind of felt like was almost giving me too much information. Um, So by the end of Thursday night, I pretty much made a decision to go see it on Friday before I found out any more about it that I didn't want to know ahead of time. Um, So I used MoviePass for the first time. Um, which was cool. It, uh, you know, we've been talking about MoviePass, and I signed up for it, but I hadn't used it until that time. Um, that went really smooth. The the theater near me doesn't accept it in the kiosk, so you still have to go to the ticket window. Um, but you know, basically, I got a fourteen dollar ticket for for you know free for the monthly fee, um, which was only nine ninety five. So I was already ahead of the game. Um, but when I went, to, I went in to see it, and was really excited to see it. And, you know, I'll be spoiler free, but to say I I, I didn't like it when I saw it. There were some scenes there that I just thought were totally ridiculous. Um, The one that really just jumped the shark for me was, uh, and I'll try not to spoil this, I'll just call it the the Leia Superman scene. Um, It just ruined it for me. And... Honestly, the more I thought about it when I got home, the more I didn't like it. And then by the time uh, I texted Dave to see if Dave had seen it, and he said, no, not yet. Or he was going to see it, I think, the next day. And by the time he was going to see it, I was texting him, I hate it. I hate it. Like, I literally hated it. So I'll let you go from there, Dave, because you saw it next. Uh, Yeah, I I would say that it underwhelmed at best. I mean, to say, like, I hated it would be probably giving it more credit than it's worth if that makes sense like you know like if you hate something at least you're passionate about it um you know outside of like let's say taking it outside of the star wars saga itself if you just looked at this as a sequel to the force awakens it 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 really didn't use anything that the force awakens build up i mean um I i think a lot of the characters were underutilized and uh they introduced new characters or really like throwaway characters so it it I, I was I was disappointed, um, and what I would say, like I kind of felt like this one was more heavily Disney. Um, I don't know if you guys would agree with that. It seemed it seemed like much more of a Disney production. I'll put yeah, it that I mean, way. What are they called? The Porgs or something? Well, like it, 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 you know, it's it's the new Ewok. You know, it's going to be the cute new animal, the stuffed animal that everybody that Disney thought everybody's going to want to buy. I don't know if they're really going to want to. Um, you know, besides the the Leia Superman scene, uh, again w- without giving anything away, like the the one major mission that they go on, you know, when you think about it after you've seen it, is totally pointless. Um, and it's it's I mean to me it's a it's a huge uh, flaw in the film. Uh, but the 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 Leia Superman scene just absolutely killed it for me. Like I I know there's going to be uh, videos of of that scene, you know, intercut with you know probably sports, you know, people falling off of bikes and stuff. I I, I don't want to give it away, but I can. I'm just waiting for the videos to come out where uh, creative people take that scene and just have a whole lot of fun with it. And then you saw it next, right, Doug? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't like it because those porgs or porgies, whatever the hell they were, they're basically um, like Disney Yorkies. 
And I would have thought you'd have loved them. <laughs> I would have thought you'd have been Pork City. Uh, honestly, I, I thought they were a bit of a ripoff of Gremlins. Is there a Porgy Rescue? A Porgy uh, Rescue. Uh, <laughs> hey, we, could have, we, we, we could have a, a, a Porgy charity auction. Right, yeah. a Tatooine. Well, from what I heard with those was that the you know, the island that they used to film um, had a lot of uh, puffin or poofin birds, whatever the hell they're called. And um, I guess there were like so many of them, they had like CGI over them. And that was like kind of like the end result. Oh, I didn't hear that. Really? I, I don't know if that's I don't know how true that is or not, but that was just like kind of like hearsay. That would be incredible if that was the case. But somehow I just think that was linked back to Disney. Yeah, it, it was a. It was just like Return of the Jedi when they put the Ewoks in and one Ewoks of the served a purpose. Uh, I, uh, I was I was as disappointed have, having seen Empire Strikes Back when I did, and then when Return of the Jedi came out, I was as disappointed with Return of the Jedi as I am with this one. Uh, 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 yeah, I I just for for me. Uh, I can not see another Star Wars movie from the future ones on and like you know it's 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 all wrapped up for me like it's I no, can end, I can end seeing them here sadly I think I'm there too I'm like like I'm think I'm not invested in the characters and um I mean even going back to last year like I mean you see how great Rogue One was and you know how much they developed characters you know in one story arc in, in one film um and even like a more difficult setting because they had to put that in between episodes three and four. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, this, this whole new, you know, episodes, you know, seven, eight, eight, and presumably nine are going to be, have just been disappointing. If you had to rank them though. All right. So let's, let's say everyone can rank the star Wars films. Where does the last Jedi fall for everybody? Dead last. Dead last. I would yes. say I would say it's tied for last with Attack of the Clones. Dead last with a bullet. Doug? <laughs> with a bullet. Uh, I got to be honest, Rob. It was pretty boring. I remember leaving and saying to my son, Douglas, I wish I had spent the money on seeing the Jumanji remake. Which really? I heard is great. Really which I heard is really, really good. good. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, well, apparently the day after Christmas, I gambled and I gambled incorrectly. It was just a boring film. It, it was, it was very boring. So if I had to put a rate on it, um, I'm not the Star Wars junkie as everyone else is. I actually like uh, Return of the Jedi. So it it has to be at the bottom. I would probably not watch it again. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I'm still gonna you know see it when it probably comes out on Blu-ray. I just wasn't really in a hurry to go see it. We we don't have we have like two theaters down here, and I'm I'm just not gonna fight any crowds to go see the movie. And I really wasn't that excited. Like I said, I, I would love to be, but I just wasn't, you know, there's so much content that's out there that we have, you know, at our fingertips that it makes it hard for me to get really jazzed up. And I think, you know, even though we're not supposed to particularly care too much what everyone says, but when something is divides people so much, it's really hard to say that you want to invest in it. You know what I mean? Like it makes it a little bit more difficult to, to kind of do that. I, I really honestly can't see you know how people and, and the critics for that matter like like are raving about the film. Um, like I almost think the critics are like on the take because it's just like like did you watch the same <laughs> thing I watched? No, I, I mean realistically, I mean. Well, no, I mean you look at the Rotten Tomato score, and every time I look at it, it's lower than when I looked at it before, um, and it's crazy because the the critic score was like in the high is I think it was like in the middle nineties. And the fan score was, you know, struggling to stay above fifty. Um, and I, and I agree with the fan thing. I mean, it just, ugh. And, and I like going into this. I wasn't all that excited to see it leading up to it. But I got to say, uh, the that Friday, uh, you know, after the late evening Thursday opening, that Friday, man, I was as jazzed up as I ever was. Like I was. I went to the theater wanting to enjoy it. You know, I was I was shocked at how much I absolutely positively hated it. And and as time wore on and I thought more about it afterwards, I hated it more and more and more. So it resonated with you. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. Uh, you know, being a fan of the early ones, um, you know, like I said, like this really puts an end to them all for me. Like, I, you know, I can walk away now. Hmm. That's crazy. And it, but I'll tell you, it, it made me really appreciate Rogue One even more than than I did before I saw this one. Rogue One, man, that was... Rogue One was how you do it. It was a perfect, perfect example of how you do it. And Last Jedi was a perfect example of how you don't. I wanted to love it just to piss Dave and Dad off, but I can't. <laughs> See, I, I'm surprised. I, I thought you would like it. I mean... Uh, no, dude, it was uh, boring. Uh, yeah, and uh, The whole movie was kind of pointless. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, my man Luke was in it. That was cool, but... Uh, you know, shit yeah. happens, and then you're like, ah, okay. Okay, Dave, so moving right along, uh, you know, to another galaxy far, far away, let's talk about guests that we have announced since our last podcast. Now, our last podcast, um, you know, we had a guest announcement, and then over the holidays, you went and announced a few more. Did you want to re, you know, rediscuss some of those guests that you, uh, sure. that you announced? Yep, uh, I was excited to announce that we added Ted White to do an in-costume photo op as the Jason from the final chapter. Uh, for those that don't know, Ted is probably around 92, 93 years old. Yeah. And we're, we're asking him to, you know, get into the Jason uh, costume and, and, and helmet uh, mask. Um, and he's, he's all up for it, man. So, you know, now we've got uh, a total of, what, five Jasons now? Uh, we're going to have the four Paramount Jasons together in in one photo op, and then individually, um, Ken Kersinger, uh is doing one, I believe, with Ted and one by himself. And uh, you know, there's there's still possibly things going on with this photo op that uh, you know could come about. Um, I think also since the last podcast, I believe we added Sophia Lillis, uh to the it. Losers Club group. So now we have one, two, three, four. We have five of the kids that were part of the Losers Club. Um, so excited to have all those with us. Uh, also, we have an awesome, yet another in costume photo op with Sid Haig is going to be Captain Spaulding, and he's going to be in the clown outfit that he wore in House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, I had the option of doing him in that or the Devil's Rejects. Uh, I thought the much cooler um photo op to have with him would be the uh, you know the whole clown outfit from house of a thousand corpses so uh we added him to the march show uh and then of course the big name that we added uh was uh john carpenter we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of the first halloween um so you know legendary director john carpenter we've had him before really excited to see him again at in all honesty, he's probably gotten even more uh, active, you know, more recently than he has been uh, when we had him prior at the shows. I would agree with uh, that. He's going on tour with uh, his music thing, uh, played, you know, some, you know, he played the Keswick in the Philadelphia area, which is a, you know, really large theater that, you know, uh, you know, classic rock bands often play. Um, he's going on, you know, a national tour with that. Uh, he's involved in the new, I believe he's uh, involved with the music of the new Halloween 2018 film that's coming out. And, uh, you know, really excited to have John at the show again. A super, you know, I mean, just a, a legendary director. I mean, you know, you look at the films that he's done, uh, you know, Halloween, The Fog, The Thing, Escape from New York, They Live, Christine, like, you know, just Starman. It just goes on and on and on, um, you know one of the most iconic directors we've ever had at a show. Let me just add a, about Ted White that, you know, I know Ted White is, I think he is 92, but I, I just, I have to say that you would never realize he's 92. He is in perfect shape still. Uh, this is a guy that has been around Hollywood forever. He was actually in some films and worked with uh, John Wayne. So, you know, it, to, to when I hosted his Q&A uh, the last time he was there, I was blown away by his resume. This guy is in perfect shape. He looks like he still, you know, could put the mask on and stuff. So it's it's amazing. And and Dave, let's talk a little bit 
while we were talking about Halloween and John Carpenter, which is an amazing ad, let's talk a little bit about some news, unless you want to save it for horror news, but I think we can kind of talk about it now because we had talked about it before, about who will be playing The Shape yeah. in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a few podcasts ago, you know, I said it was great that Jamie Lee Curtis was coming back to it. You know, she did Halloween. She did what? H2O and uh, the one after that will gladly not mention um <laughs> uh, well, you know you want to talk about disappointments um was there porgs in that <laughs> uh, there should have been um but uh for me the thing that would really get me out to the theater on on opening night halloween is one of the is one of the film series just like star wars was that opening day I, you know, I'm in the theater. Um, not too many of the other horror franchises I'm that way with, but Halloween by far, I've always been that way with. Um, up until Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, that was the first one I didn't see an opening night in, in the theater. Um, but for me to get Nick Castle back, I said, you know, like everyone tries to imitate his walk and his movements, but, you know, he was he, he was really special in that first film. Uh, some people have tried to imitate him uh, that have played the role um, with some success. Others never even tried to imitate him. But, man, uh, you know, when they announced that Nick Castle was coming back as, as the shape, I was just blown away. Um, you know, it was something and I, I said, you know, in that podcast that that would be the thing that would get me back into it. Uh, I kind of found out, I would say, probably about 10 days after we did that podcast I found out that that was a possibility, uh, and then you know came the official announcement that they really were going to do that. I mean, uh, you know, some people were complaining, "Oh, he's seventy years old," but it's age appropriate, you it know. Is. Like, yeah, hundred percent. He was, he was, he's still the same age difference between him and Jamie Lee Curtis as he was when he made the first film. So, you know, and he's he's in you know really good shape. Um, he they showed a video of him. Wearing the mask on and the walking treadmill. on the treadmill, yeah, yeah getting in shape for it. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, uh, to me, that will absolutely put me in the theater. Uh, some of the other casting um, selections they've made don't really make me that happy. I've got, we'll go over that some in the horror news, but uh, to hear that Nick Castle is going to be Michael Myers again, I'm blown away. I think it's, the, I think it's a genius move on their part. Uh, it's going to be really cool to see just those movements again that really that only he can do. You know, it's the way it's his gait. It's the way he walks. It's the way he moves. Uh, you know, you, you just can't imitate some of those things. I think it's a it's a great thing. And, you know, uh, it, it fulfilled my hopes beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like I never expected that to really come about. Yeah. And, re and remember, you know, from what we've been told about this new film is that Michael is not going to be immortal. He's going to be a mortal guy. So if, you know, if, if Nick Castle's 70, Michael Myers would be in that, in that age. So it makes perfect sense. It really does. I think so. Okay. So we are actually going to take a break. And when we come back, we will talk a little bit more about some horror news. Because I guess Dave has got all kinds of goodies for the new year. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Okay, guys, we are back. But before we get into horror news, I did mention the uh, New Year's resolutions. I'm not really a big resolution guy. 
I always feel like instead of waiting until New Year's, just kind of do it if you have to change something. But for the sake of being, you know, the, the beginning of January, do you guys have any New Year's resolutions? To go with the typical, I have uh, gained some weight with having the office job. I need to get out in the field more. So that is definitely on my uh, list. My boys are in high school now, so getting them to the gym to bulk up for football and other sports is a key on their part. So I'm hoping now that the schedules are winding down a little bit, that'll motivate me to get them there and get myself back together. Awesome. Uh, for me, Rob, I'm going to cut my gloating down. Uh, <laughs> w- w- when I when I score the five goals in the next game, rather than gloat for probably six weeks, I'll probably only gloat for four. Rob, he's been gloating for three years. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> right, like three years now, and he's still talking about it. Dave, you got anything? Uh, yeah, I would say just just taking uh, my nutritionist's advice and you know trying to eat healthier and uh, you know incorporate more vegetables and continue losing weight, um, <clears throat> cut out sugar and all that good stuff. Yeah, I uh, for my new New Year's resolution, I want to. Uh, continue to follow the path that I'm on to eat healthy and to not indulge in processed foods or you know anything with sugar in it or anything. I started the middle of October and I am down 37 pounds since then and uh, you know I, 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 I want to kind of make fitness a little bit more important in my life than it is now even though I'm, I am doing pretty good I want to kind of ramp that up some uh, but that's on my, you know, my goals list, uh, for the year. So, all right, Dave, you, you guys are all so boring. <laughs> We're boring. Well, I didn't even, uh, you I know, I mean, like I, I want to hear like, uh, I, my new year's resolution is to kill anyone that, you know, parks in my parking spot or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the hell with this. My nutritionist said this, and I'm only a vegan and all that crap. Well, you know, come on. I didn't on, even man. read you my list. My list is embarrassing. It's well, em- now, now it's when somebody ends up dead in your parking spot, it's going to be like, oh, Big Dave said he was going to kill somebody. Oh, oops. <laughs> because I literally have meditation on my, my list for the new year. Oh, my God. And minimal, min- to minimize things, material things in my life. That's what I have on my list. It's embarrassing. I don't know who I've become. I don't Here's know the what's best. going on. Here's the best part. Big Dave would have to chase that person to get them, and that's not going to happen. So that person can park in Big Dave's spot all day long. Oh, no, they can't. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, no, they can't. A no-legged man could park there, and you're not catching them. Oh, you want to bet? <laughs> you, you, you wait to this hockey game. Oh, here we go. He's already done with the resolution. Already done. He's ready to gloat some more. He can't wait. Say, Rob. <laughs> What was it? Not even 10 minutes. Not even. I, no, I, I said I would ago. cut it down from six weeks to four. <laughs> I didn't say which four. Well, from three years, what are we cutting it to? Uh, well, uh, two years, 11 months, God, I hope three you weeks, and one six goal. days. Uh, we'll see. This is going to be great. All right, so Dave, <laughs> let's talk about some horror news for 2018. Okay, well, uh, let's see. Twilight Zone fans may or may not be happy to hear that uh, Jordan Peele, who was the creator of the popular film Get Out, uh, is going to guide a reboot of the Twilight Zone, uh, along with two other people, Simon Kinberg and Marco Ramirez. Uh, The three are going to serve as executive producers and collaborate on the pilot. The Twilight Zone reboot is going to air on something called CBS All Access, they say, in the near future. Now, I don't, I guess CBS All Access is like a streaming service. I'm going to guess. So, like, my concern here is that we're taking a legendary television series by Rod Serling that I watched quite a number of episodes over the last two days on the Twilight Zone Marathon on Sci-Fi Channel today and yesterday. Um, we're taking that, and if you're going to reboot it, is is I don't, I don't have CBS All Access. I don't know anybody that does. Do, do any of you guys? I haven't heard anything about it, 
but maybe it is, you know, a lot of these companies now are very keen on, you know, streaming services. They know that this is what pe people are going to watch more and more stuff on their phones or on their tablets. They're going to watch more and more stuff on the go. Uh, so it's, it's smart. You know, you have HBO Go. You have, you know, I know that Disney is going to be announcing something and they're going to be ending their relationship with Netflix. Netflix is spending, you know, millions upon millions of dollars for original content because eventually I guess they want to have more and more and more original content. So I guess, I, you, Dave, you're the perfect guy for this to, to ask about this. So initially, what are your thoughts? On, now, don't forget, they did have a rehash in the 80s of the uh, Twilight Zone, which wasn't bad. I actually watched a lot of those episodes as well. Uh, plus they, they did it. They did it twice, actually. They they they've, re they've rebooted it twice. Uh, they rebooted it one year with um, with like a, a smoky, ghosty Rod Serling, and then they rebooted again uh, with Forrest Whitaker. Uh, one interesting episode that they did with the Forrest Whitaker version, um, they did a follow up to the original. It's a good life. Uh, that starred uh, Billy Moomy as the kid that wished people into the cornfield. Uh, they they did a follow up where you know he was the his the age that he was, I guess in the eighties or nineties when they did it, and uh, they brought back some of the people that were in the original one, like Clarus Leachman. Uh, that was my favorite episode. I think it was called "It's Still a Good Life." Um, but overall, I mean. I've not. I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan. I don't think the writing for the subsequent Twilight Zones was anywhere close to what the writing was to the originals. Uh, you know, I'm almost afraid to see it get redone because uh, every re every reboot that you see is just seems like one disaster after the other. Um, and the fact that they're putting it on CBS All Access, I mean... CBS, me, if, CBS All Access, I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to see how much it is, but it is a paid streaming service and doug you had mentioned that they did show the uh one star trek episode on there um but dave while you keep talking i'm gonna see how much it is here i'll see if i can find out my concern with that is i mean uh, it's already going to be seen by a by a very limited audience but you know who, who knows uh, if the it's all going to come down to like we talked about with the walking dead it all comes down to the writing so especially with something like a twilight zone um, you know, if, uh, if the writing is good, it'll be a good series. And if it's not, then it won't. Um, I've heard people talking that it might be, uh, unlike the original series and that they were, the episodes were going to connect with each other and that the whole season was going to tell like one long story, which if you're going to do that, then that's not really the twilight zone to me, but you know, I'm, I don't know whether that was a rumor or, or. You know, I, I haven't confirmed. heard anything about that, but it's six dollars a month. Yeah, well, it's six dollars and not getting out of me. Yeah, I think that we're going to come into a uh, you know a here we are where you know they talked about net neutrality. If if that goes into effect, uh, I know that some cable companies have already raised their prices regardless of what happens with Congress and that. Uh, I, I saw some people complaining that their cable company prices are going up for the new year already. So, you know, here we are where a lot of people are, are cutting their cords, their cable cords, so to speak. And, you know, they're now they're doing a bunch of streaming services. But Hulu's, you know, 10, 10 bucks. Uh, Netflix is 12. Um, you know, Amazon Prime, I get with Amazon Prime. But, you know, if you go into Disney, which Disney, I'm sure will end up, end up getting that. That's going to probably be at least... 10 or 12 bucks if not 15 and then you know you're you're accumulating all these all this money and that's you know not on top of you know possibly if you have regular cable still so it's going to get out of hand real quick because everyone is going to have stuff that's specific for just their streaming services right and then if the networks are going to get into that you know if CBS and ABC and NBC and Fox and you know, uh, whatever all the other networks are. I mean, like if they're all going to start their own individual, you know, uh, streaming service that you have to pay for, it's it's going to it's going to make cable look cheap, you know, compared to uh, people are going to pick and choose. Uh, you know, they're not going to have they're not going to pay for all these streaming services. So sooner or later, somebody's going to lose out. 
you know, whether it's CBS or or something else, I don't think Netflix is going anywhere anytime soon. No, I mean, but if I had to drop one, I probably would drop Netflix, to be honest. I watch Netflix the least, I think, out of our streaming services. I tend to find more stuff that's independent on um, Amazon Prime, and I watch a lot of the TV shows off of Hulu. You know, we, we have this subscription where we have, you know, the subscription for Hulu, which is commercial free. Um, but, you know, Netflix has, you know, comedians in cars getting coffee coming up. I think it's, I'm not sure if that hit already or it's going to hit here in the next couple of days. That's another Seinfeld thing. So I'll end up keeping Netflix for that. Um, but I don't really watch a lot of Netflix stuff. Fuller House. Yeah. That's Stephanie Tanner. My God. You got to watch it. Kimmy Gibbler. Kimmy Gibbler looks the same. She's still ugly, but that's Stephanie. <laughs> Boner town. <laughs> All right, so. Okay, our next on. bit of news. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, going back to the remake well, uh, the Adams Family has announced um, uh, they're going to come out with an animated film uh, in talks to play the role of Gomez Adams is the uh, actor who played Poe Dameron in The Last Jedi. His name's Oscar Isaac. He's reading for the the role of Gomez Adams. The rest of the cast haven't even been you know selected or anything yet. But in all honesty, I think he's a good choice for it. Uh, I didn't like The Last Jedi at all, but uh, I think he would play a really good uh, Gomez Adams. I would even say he could probably be a really good live action Gomez Adams. You know, again, going back to the reboot, well, now we're talking Twilight Zone and Adams Family. And I think a few episodes ago, podcasts ago, we talked about uh, a Monsters project in the works. So, yep. um, you know, these classic shows uh, and and movies just keep being recycled um, to, you know, to less and less uh, success, I think. I'm, I'm surprised they keep doing it, but I, I don't know. I guess they do. But it depends. Look, Dave just said Jumanji was great, and everyone was saying, how can you remake it, Robin Williams and his death? But if you remake it and you put a new spin on it, you know, it could be worth it. Yeah, my kid went and saw it. My kid said it was hilarious, said it was great. So, you know, there's two different, you know, two different uh, demographics there. So it seems like it's doing really well. Well, it, and that's another part of the horror news that I have. Um, for the third week in a row... Last Jedi uh, was number one, uh, but this last week, um, Jumanji came in a really close second and gave it a run for its money, um, but the film dropped uh, Star Wars between The Last Jedi between the opening week and the week after that had a 69% drop, so whether it was word of mouth, whether um, Star Wars typically is a movie that people go and see two and three times. Yes. Uh, I don't think that's going to be happening with uh, the last Jedi, but you know, it's, it's taken in, you know, it's past the, the billion dollar mark already. But uh, Jumanji was a very close second this, this weekend of opening weekend of Jumanji. So I guess the word of mouth is going to actually pump that up. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happens next weekend. Going back to the Halloween casting, uh, besides Nick Castle being announced as being cast for the shape, uh, an actress named Andy Matichak has beaten out stiff competition uh, for the young lead in the Halloween movie. Uh, she's apparently going to play Jamie Lee Curtis's granddaughter. And Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter is going to be played by Judy Greer. Um, she's going to play uh, her daughter, whose name is Karen Strode. Uh, quite honestly, when I heard that they announced Judy Greer, I just groaned. Why? Uh, so she was uh, in, she was in the new Jurassic World, right? Judy Greer is uh, is nails on a chalkboard to me, man. She really is. Oh, okay, maybe she's not. All right, anyway, first, oh no, she was Jurassic World 2015. She's not the redhead. Was she the one that gets you know, picked up and eaten by the? Uh, she's blonde. Pterodactyls and uh, eaten by the big alligator thing. No, this was that was Claire's sister. That's who it was. All right, proceed. Okay. Yeah, she she was the lead role in that 
shitty movie called 27 Dresses, and she's just, she's nails on a chalkboard to me, man. Like, uh, when, when I heard they announced her, I was just like, I literally groaned. It's like, ah. Oh. But then they announced Nick Castle, so that kind of saved it for me. So, um, so it's a pendulum right now. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Let me tell you. When, when she runs into the closet and Nick Castle's chasing her, I'm hoping he stabs the shit out of her. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my New Year's resolution. How's that? Oh, my God. So, so I guess we won't be seeing her in a Monster Mania anytime soon. Oh, my God. No. Where's why the hate? <laughs> I thought we were losing hate in 2018. Jesus, I, I'm not hating. <laughs> no, not at all. All right, ah, that's crazy. You know, my my 2018 resolution is going to be tell it like it is. You are. I hope. I hope they reboot. Thousand. <laughs> I hope they reboot Grumpy Old Men and there they you cast go. you. Okay, hey, that I I do it. You're no Burgess Meredith, but you're getting there. <laughs> See, and Doug used to say I was the grumpy old man. I was part of it, but I'm not even Dude. part of that anymore. Uh, That's because you went vegan. That's probably like, you're why. All, you're going all soft now. I, I nah, pet, you're I pet you're the down bodies. living in the sunshine. You know, you're almost to Florida. It doesn't count. Big Dave's yeah. still up here, grumpy curmudgeon. <laughs> Basement full candy corn. <laughs> Fucking hating snow. Got to clean off my windshield. He doesn't even clean off the top of his car. He's one of them people. Oh, oh no. no. I, 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 you're so wrong. I, I totally clean off every inch of snow from my car. People tease me about it. I get all the snow off the top of my car. Uh, you know, years ago... Uh, my sister's husband was driving on 95, and a guy in front of him, a sheet of ice came off the top of his car and went through my sister's husband's windshield. So, believe me, my, my car is completely snow-free. All right, the car is snow-free. He doesn't shovel the driveway, though. He just puts it in four-wheel drive. Well, that's why you got four-wheel drive. I was just going to say, that kind of <laughs> makes sense to me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> hey, I don't have a 17-year-old son to send outside, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm conserving, my, right. I'm conserving my energy for those hockey goals. <laughs> You've been conserving it for three I'm years. Gonna tell you, there you dude, go. I'm going to tell you right now, you are talking so much that if you get shut out, we may have to RIP some, some trash talking. <laughs> it's not going to be good. I'm, I'm honestly about to Facebook Live the shit out of it. Hey, let me tell you something, Rob. If I'm starting to get close to getting shut out, I'm doing the old Toru Tanaka trick and, and pulling salt out from my wristband and throwing it in the goalie's eyes and then shooting the, the puck in. I will resort to anything so, to win. So you're not above cheating. I'm not. I, I winning is the goal. If you, you will, don't, you, you will temporarily blind your grandson for a if goal. that's what it's. If that's what it takes. <laughs> now we know a level. <laughs> I do have to say, Big Dave has always taught us: if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And uh, I have basically given that to my children. And uh, that's the way we live, man. I lose a card game. I threaten to burn the house down. Like, I go ape shit. Uh, so it's it's passed down. We definitely all believe in it. See, I, I, I don't. Kids might not. I, I don't lose the temper or anything. But, man, I, if I anything you do, whether it's. Whether it's business or whether it, you know, if it's Monster Mania, I want to have the best guest list out there. Period, and you know, uh, and I want this show to be better than the last show, and I want that show to be better. I want the next show to be better than this show. Like it's just, if you're going to do it, do it. All right. And if if not, then get the hell out of the way. While we're talking about Monster Mania, Doug, the other day you made a statement on facebook about vendor tables can you just elaborate about that if there's any vendors that are listening they need to get on the ball right now yes when i posted right before christmas we were down to 10 percent vendor tables availability and at this point i just did an update we are at five percent i went and looked at the numbers from new year's day 2017 and compared it to this year last year we were at 46 percent sold so it is a huge spike, and I have to be honest, I'm going through the list, and I see there are a lot of vendors that have been loyal to the show and that have been with us for many years that have not renewed, and they are the reason I post it, and I try to get everyone to share it and spread the word, um, because if they all wanted to sign up today, we do not have enough spots for them. Wow. So a good note, you are going to see a lot of new vendors this March, many of which 
just were with us in Hunt Valley this past year, and they had amazing success there. And they were told by everyone that does the Cherry Hill shows, hey, Hunt Valley's great. You got to come up to Cherry Hill. So now they're actually jumping on board. And now we're getting the vendors that are in the Virginia and the Carolinas. Now they're coming up to Jersey for the March convention. So as dad said, you know, always wanting to do better and bigger. We're, we're at that point. I mean, I'm selling vendor tables. I push really hard to get the sales. And I think it shows, you know, like I said, 46% last year at this time and 5% available at this time and i think to to give you even more perspective in that um like when you hear five percent i don't you know you don't really know what that means um in, in a cold hard number we're looking at probably uh 11 tables left um so if, if you're that's not like 11 vendors that's 11 tables so if a vendor's got two tables or three tables you know, we've got room for if if vendors are buying two tables each, we've got room for five more vendors, um, you know, maybe six, um, depending on whether they get one table or two. But I mean, that's what we're down to. Uh, you know, five percent is a number that people may or may not understand. But when I tell you we got like 10 tables, that's it. And like Doug said, there's a lot of vendors that have been with us all these years. Like a lot of times, like they'll come up to us. Or, you know, send us an email or, or a text or whatever, uh, you know, like, what can we do for them in February? You know, like the, the hotel only has so many table spaces. And once we max out those tables and sell those tables, whether you've been with us for, you know, whether it's your first time or whether you've been with us for 10 years, I can't put a table in where we're not allowed to have one. So by all means. Uh, you know, if you're looking to be a vendor for the March show, get buy your tables now because they're they're going to be sold out in a very 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 short period of time. And I would also expect uh, a lot of pre buys uh, in in one you know right after March. You know, on Sunday you usually give an uh, give an offer to pre buy your table for August or uh, or October. So I would assume that you're also going to see a, a spike in that as well. Yeah, when the show ends, we always get hit people that want to renew. But we're actually getting ahead of the curve with that right now. I asked Dad to get the website up and running for August because I I can already tell. You know, I'm looking at these names on my list and I'm saying, wow, I can't believe he and she didn't purchase their table yet and they're going to hit me up as soon as they go on or they find out in you know approximately 10 days maybe that we're sold out they're going to be hitting me up and wanting you know what can i do what kind of miracle i've always been loyal i've done 10 years like dad said and i just can't make tables appear so when they do that i'm just going to push them right on to the august website and tell them, don't I, wait. You know, yeah. if I can, if I can do anything in March, I will. But there's really nothing I can, aside from cancellations. Um, so here's August. Go ahead and get at it now while you can. And that's the reality of it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Hey, Dave, do you have any more horror news, or is that it? Uh, I have one more that uh, you might appreciate. Okay. Uh, a retired Navy man uh, is speaking out after the Pentagon confirmed that a top secret initiative called the Advanced aerospace threat identification program studied ufos between 2007 and 2012 uh that program had a budget of 22 million dollars according to the new york times uh the navy pilot is commander david fravor uh he described an eerie encounter with a ufo uh he's saying it resembled a white tic tac was clearly not from this earth uh the quote was it was a real object it exists, and I saw it, he told the Washington Post, something not from this earth. The object was spotted on November 14th of 2004 uh, off the coast, about 100 miles off the coast of San Diego, California. Um, he flew over it. I believe he was the one that actually videoed it. Uh, the video uh, became popular about a week or so ago. Uh, if you go on YouTube and look for it, you'll certainly find it. Um, it's a black and white video f shot from, uh, the jet, I believe that he was flying. Um, you see the object there and then you see it go. And, uh, underneath the, it, it was, it happened over the Pacific ocean 
And under the object, you can see whatever propulsion system it was using. You can see how it affected the water below it, like the water. Uh, you know how, like when you when you drop a a stone in the water, like it'll ripple out. Mm -hmm. You could see the the water moving from the force of whatever uh, projection uh, device, this uh, propulsion device, this this uh, UFO was using, and then it disappears. Um, I mean, it's a it's a pretty substantial video if you see it. I mean, you have to know what you're looking at. Uh, you know, it's like one of those Army black and white or Air Force black and white videos. But um, you know, when I read that, I thought of the story you told uh, a few podcasts ago. Uh, you know, and and this is a, a Navy jet pilot that uh, you know has been in the service for years and knows what he's talking about. Now, has everybody? Have you guys all seen the footage? I, I yeah. sent Big Dave the story. And Doug, no, you I said you haven't? Yeah, apparently I'm out of the family loop on that. So uh, that's <laughs> well, Of course you are. <laughs> I think my concern is that, you know, they've invested $22 million in, and all they have is that black and white video footage that they're going to show, right? So Well, that that's all they've released. Right. So I do, I mean, obviously, and, and it, what really is mind-boggling to me is that everyone has been so adamant forever about oh man we're not alone there's aliens out there the whole thing right they release this footage and it's like nobody really cares yeah it's I, crazy. I think be i think because everybody really does believe that they're out there yeah but wouldn't you think that there'd be more you know i i, I just i don't know and i and not only that the footage is really grainy and really crappy and i i know that they have better footage out there of stuff and you know, if, if you've ever watched Ancient Aliens, my daughter got me into that show not too long ago. Man, what, there's you're some, just getting into that? Just getting into it. Oh. I'm not even kidding you. It's like crazy. Uh, but the theories that are on there, it's it's insane. It's insanity. Insanity. Like you could literally go bananas just like watching that shit because it's crazy. But so, it's awesome, right? It is awesome. Yeah, you can't yeah. stop watching it. You want my theory? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. My theory is that they obviously do exist. You know you saw one. Um, I saw something. I, th I think they're spoon-feeding us to what they think we can handle. I, so I, think, I can agree with that. I, I think, you know, now this video comes out, and then, you know, <laughs> until one lands and says, you know, take me to your leader. Um, we are so or, screwed or, or, one, or one crashes. Yeah, we are screwed if that happens. Or one crashes and, you know, uh, so civilians get to it before the Air Force or the black helicopters or whatever it's called do. Um, you know, until that happens, um, it's all going to be like spoon fed to us until, you know, to get us to the point to accept it. That's what I think is going on. I well, so if you take a look back, I think one of the best quotes that I've heard from a movie you know, in relation to. You know, extraterrestrial, for example, was uh, from the Mothman prophecies. And it's like, oh, well, why haven't they, like, announced themselves to us or did something like that? Um, yeah, but I think the analogy used was, you know, did you ever try explaining yourself to an ant? You know, like, we're not, you know, we're either not ready or not capable or, you know, combination thereof. Or or we are just a science project. You Here's know, like, deal. it could, all, anything could be possible. We're well, the ant farm. Let's face it. If you were coming from another planet, would you want to interact with human beings? You know well, what I mean. Like, I, uh, if you if you look at, you know, not to get too crazy, but I mean, if you look at how we treat each other, if you look at how we treat animals, if you look at how we treat the Earth, um, so I'm vegan. Uh, <laughs> you just said your New Year's resolution was to kill somebody over a parking spot. Well. Because it's my Don't let part. the aliens hear this. The aliens, if you're listening, this is we're just kidding. <laughs> as long as they're not on the other hockey team, we're all right. Uh, if, hey, if a UFO lands at my parking spot, let me tell you something. We got an intergalactic war going on. Uh, so, Doug, Doug, did you have a, a thought process? Because I'm really curious about. Isn't yours. it scary when when Doug is the is the voice of reason here? He, he could Look. be. <laughs> I am. I am. And here's how it goes. Dude, the aliens have boobs. Listen. Oh, dude. Aliens, if they have three boobs like there in Total go. Recall, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I'm pretty easy to please. Uh, so here's the deal. I don't really care about aliens. I don't care if they exist because, like you were saying, we're not ready for it. The reality is we got a chubby guy in North Korea that wants to nuke us. That's the concern right now. You know, I'm not worried about if someone flies in or doesn't fly in. Dad, you were just saying that human beings, you know, we got major problems here. And until you address them and we get shit straightened around here, who cares about what's going on in some galactic universe that we can't reach? There's no point. Focus on what you have in front of you, not some fictitious shit that you can't control. I am telling you, Doug, you are the voice of reason. Don't let anyone ever give you any shit on this show, and me included, because you just set the record straight. You just you just kicked it up a notch. This is the new Doug for 2018. That's how Bo- I do it. Mike, boobs, Mike dropping, I'm out. Boobs and brains. That's it. That's what he's got. Well, I got boobs. That's the problem. I got to lose them. That's the resolution. But then I'm going to gain more by losing them. I'll see more. So it's all good. Well, I think with that, we've wrapped up this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Do me a favor. If you're not following Monster Mania on Facebook, make sure that you do. You click the little icon that says you get all the updates as soon as they happen. Because if you if we're not recording, you know, a, a podcast at the time, and Dave gets a new guest announcement, there's a chance he could, you know, announce it there. You can follow Dave on Twitter at MonsterManiacCon. You can follow me at Rob Dimension. You can follow me on YouTube. I got all kinds of new stuff going on YouTube. YouTube.com backslash Rob Dimension. My new website is up and running. RobDimension.com. I'm gonna try to. Uh, I'm gonna try to take fitness into a whole nother realm. All right, so. Dave, is there anything else you want to promote or talk about or anything else as we wrap up for the first podcast of 2018? No. Uh, honestly, just looking forward to this year, uh, probably between, uh, if not between now and the next podcast, for the next podcast, uh, we'll have a pretty good guest announcement for August, um, which is I'm waiting for the final dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's. But it's essentially a done deal. Um, so that should be either on Facebook or or Twitter on the same day, or it'll be in the next podcast. So uh, definitely some things to look forward to. And there might be another guest announcement or two for March coming up soon, too. Uh, so just keep your eyes peeled. Always follow us on Monster Mania Con uh, on Facebook. That is the most immediate uh, way that you'll find the news and stuff uh, regarding us. Also on Twitter is Monster Mania Con. Uh, I try to announce, do the um, Facebook and the Twitter ones together or as close on top of each other as I can. So that's and if you, it for and now. If you, if you listen to this show and you have iTunes, I don't know if we talked about it before, we are now available on iTunes. We are on iTunes and we are on um, Podbean. Stitcher, Stitcher and Podbean. Yep, so we are covering the bases. So now if you don't want to download another app, where your friends, you know, is an iTunes fan. Now you can tell them, hey, you can listen to those guys talk about aliens and you know eating avocados on the Monster Media podcast. Whatever is, is happening, but uh, we're gonna sign off. I'm Rob Dimension. I'm Dave Hagen. I'm Doug Hagen. And David Hagen. And guys, the truth is out there. So whether or not you believe is up to you. And we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>